you are listening to Crying for Information, there is 100% chance you are, your testosterone will rise while listening to this beast. So we have a really special podcast. Um, another little three-way. It is a repeat three-way um, of the group of individuals who, I don't know if they're ever in the same room together in college. Uh, me, Slam and Sammy Anderson, and Mr. Police Officer himself, Mr. Garvey. Um, really exciting. So far, we only got Sam in here. We're fitting this in. Two podcasts this week. This has been a pod, a repeat pod we're really excited for. And I haven't even mentioned it. These are... Uh, Two of, or actually the two hottest teams in our fantasy league right now. So it could not be a better two, a little, a better three way for this pod between the flunking commissioner's team, Cormac and Sam. So Sam, welcome to the pod. Feel free to unmute yourself. And uh, here we go. And there's, there's Dipspit himself. Thanks, Kamish. Happy to be back. What's up, Cormac? Looking gorgeous. Oh, you're on mute. Not a Zoom guy. He's going to get it. Look at that stash. Got it. Got it. Boom. What's up, boys? What's up? Not much. We got to go gallery view for this party. All right. Um, so, I mean, we can just get right into it. I mean, you know, Sam, it's Thursday. Sam has a hot date in about an hour. He's got to make – you guys should see what Sam looks like right now. His, his hair is combed over. He, look, he looks handsome. He looks like he is about to fuck some blonde 10. Cormac, thoughts on that comment? On Sam? Yeah, on him looking like a 10 right now. I mean, dude, the guy's been hanging out with Jan Guy every single weekend. I don't think we need to hype him up anymore. But hey, Sam, hey. My, my boy, my boy, but get some some booty. Exactly. Um, and I think the other thing with um with Sam is that I think there are probably girls talking about like sending his Instagram. They're like, he, she's hanging out with Sam Anderson. Dude, uh, he's like six five. You kidding me? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um so, guys are making me blush enough. We're here to talk about fantasy football. So I think that's the perfect segue. Um, so after after my little soliloquy last week, um, I don't know if we need to break down all, all the stuff that's happened last week. And it's an interesting part of the fantasy year, right? Similar to like week week 15 in the NFL. I mean, week 16 in the NFL, week 15, uh, that last week of college football where a lot of the teams are kind of falling out. Um, there's not there's no reason to talk about three and nine versus uh, four and eight. There's not much purpose. So we'll keep the breakdown a little bit shorter. I think with this threesome, the content we come up with is so fantastic. It's almost better. We, uh, we stay away from the scoreboard. What do you guys think about that? Sounds good to me. I've ever had. Perfect. So, um, first off, we'll just go into last week. We'll break it down quickly. Cake stand, Sam locked up a playoff spot over the PD Pablos, 115 to 72, which reminds me, Oh, I actually got to send Cormac the lollies. I should do that after this pod. So my bad, but Sam pretty much kicked his ass. Nick Folk, 20 points. Uh, Sam Anderson, how does it feel to have the best kicker in fantasy football? You know what? It's saved my ass a couple times, but, you know, I'm also playing down a couple guys. Rodgers was out, fake Vax card. I know it's a touchy subject. We won't get into it today. Um, and then Kamara is my guy. So, you know, everyone down at the bottom of the list is like, oh, my team this, my team that. It's like, you know, I've had my fair share of bumps and bruises, but I drafted a good kicker. I got a good defense. They're putting up points, keeping me alive. It's part of the game. Yeah. Anything on that, Cormac? I mean, we no special teams wins football games. I don't know. You see, uh, Bill Belichick, one of the winningest coaches of all time, head of a great franchise. And that's one of the biggest things he preaches special teams. Mm -hmm. uh, just a total ass kicking. And you see that in those, those close games. Uh, and your we'll kicker gets you 12, and the other team's kicker gets, you know, minus one. You're probably going to win that matchup mm -hmm. if the rest of your team and plays all right and you don't run into a Derrick Henry situation. One thing I'm going to mention right now is next week, I've already got a pod podcast planned um, and we're going to break down the whole league next week. It's someone actually not in the league that might give it away, but um, we are going to compare teams to their owners and why we think they ended up that way next week. Um, so I, I think the point I'm trying to make, I think Sam might be frozen right now. Everybody frozen. Ooh, looks like everybody's frozen. So a little bit of a lag. Um, interesting. Let's see if this fixes itself. Hopefully it does. Um, uh oh, it's not fixing itself, but I'll, I'm going on rant right now. So hopefully it fixes well. Um, you're muted, Chris. Chris, you're muted. muted. You're muted. Muted. You're still muted. 
We have a special pod plan last week, and we'll talk about we'll talk about the teams and why we didn't think they do. <laughs> but Pete, Pete got killed by injuries. Pete, sorry to hear that. Next, we'll go to get downs on it against Nucci in the huddle. Nucci locked up a playoff spot. Leonard Fournette saves his ass with forty points. Um, I think not much we need to say here. When you have a running back go for forty, like uh, Nookie slash Nucci, that's going to happen. Um, strong team. Lamar Jackson, Josh Jacobs, Zeke Elliott. It's kind of been playing well here. I think we got to give respects to Kevin, though, after starting being one of the worst teams in the league, really fought back and made it a, um interesting season for himself, almost <clears throat> playoffs. But Nucci locked in the playoff spot, 104 to 100. Thoughts, boys? Um, real quick on Fournette. Um, either Nucci draft – I think Nucci drafted him pretty late and kind of held on to him. I think he struggled the beginning half of the season. But he's – Tampa's been, like, running the ball a bunch, and he's – been a good like workhorse back ronald jones barely plays but you know what blew my mind do tell you know, uh leonard Fournette was in the same draft class as like mccaffrey and and dalvin cook i thought leonard Fournette was like 34 years old yeah leonard Fournette's, i think orange he's like 27 yeah no he's he was in ice he was the best high school player senior year i'm correct uh, looks a lot older than us yeah he had yeah yeah um no great take uh so next we'll go to the um daytona haas daddies and we're gonna break down teachers peaches later on so we don't need to talk much about this game but um from from the uh what what's the take from the penthouse to the outhouse is what happened to teachers peaches team after week four we were all like oh my god how can anyone compete with him couple injuries later he's looking at five and seven a graduate degree. Um, Can I just call a quick timeout? Mm-hmm. Just got a text, Chris, from your old girl, Camille Berger. Should I tell her we're on a pod together? I know there might be another touchy subject there. Just wanted to call that out real quick. You'd go I, if, As long as Julia doesn't listen, I think we're good. Uh, <laughs> All right, Julia, earmuffs. <laughs> uh, earmuffs, Julia. Wow. Like, wow. Uh, hard, I don't know if I can pod anymore. I might I might go. Uh, Wait, that's send you for a loop. Sitting 13, yeah. Um, but back to what I was saying. Uh Teach speeches, we'll hit it, but from the out from the penthouse to the outhouse, got beat in a must-win game by the Daytona Haas Daddies. Jalen Waddle showed up. Debo Samuel showed up. Um, two teams that I think peaked too early. What a bluntly. Injuries happened, you know, just peaked too early. Uh, but Daytona Haas Daddies looking good to go to the playoffs, especially after my loss. Any other thoughts, guys? Yeah. Nope. No, I mean, he's, it's tough to go deep without Derek Henry. It's his first round draft pick, but he's got a pretty solid team. He's, he has some rookies stepping up for him this year. So he's a pretty dangerous team. No, exactly. Um, and then we can, well, we do that in our, well, it, it goes on well, the next inside mentioned myself and the worst loss of the season. Um, I think for anybody, I got beat by the beast Cox 103 to 97. Um, why you might ask, say the worst lock loss of the season going into Monday night, as we all know, the percentages are crap. I had a 75% chance to win. Then DK Metcalf went for one point. Um, I started Jalen Hurts, who went for six points over Matthew Stafford, who had 21, and I lost by six. So that was the difference for me. Um, was in a really great spot to beat uh, the Beastcocks after Dalvin Cook got hurt. Kenyon Drake went for a four pointer. Um, but overall, just a, just disappointing by my team. I don't I have a, no other way to put it. Didn't start the right guy. Disappointing loss. That's really it. No, I mean I don't know if you guys have anything to mention, but I, th- I think Patterson, mm-hmm. big game. Cordell Patterson. I think he's on the depth chart of safety this week. Yep. No, and that was it's a real bummer because it would have lined up for a hell of a final week. But um, no, disappointing. Finally, we'll go to uh, the Learners Football Team beat um dirty mike's meat locker earned his lollies uh the hottest team in the league dirty um learners football team mixing with 30 antonio gibson with 20 Devontae adams 14 just all around consistency uh dirty mike's meat locker tough year for the meat locker i mean he fought though he did fight yeah i mean a pretty good pretty good matchup um i've had uh i'm on a little bit of a roll i i actually traded for gibson um after he had a couple bad weeks and Mike was ready to move on for him, Mike needed to shake things up. So mm-hmm. I was hurting at running back with uh, when I had my what uh, fourth and sixth round pick, my RB2 and, and flex guy supposed uh, for the season get hurt at the very beginning of the season. So I was kind of mixing and matching guys in the flex and uh, 
didn't think I could get by with Melvin Gordon as my uh, RB2. So I traded a couple guys for Gibson. He's finally starting to get some some serious workload. So happy about that. The, the learners are buzzing. Yeah. 40, points, 40 points out of that Washington backfield on that, uh, was it, Monday night game? Monday night game. This couldn't give the ball to DK Metcalf, though. Yeah, um, Sam and I were actually kind of bouncing back and forth with the uh, who was going to take home the lolly. Sam, Sam had a couple late touchdowns from uh, McKissick. But uh, mm-hmm. the uh, they ran the ball a bunch with Gibson to end the game. So yeah. just the two, well, best, the two best teams in the league just toying around with everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So looking ahead, there's nothing. I mean, the game of the week is the Daytona Haas Daddies against uh, the Learners football team. I, I got to think the Learners football team is the big favorite here. Uh, struggling versus not struggling. I think it's in trouble. It's playoff picture. If Dylan loses, it opens up a whole can of worms, which could allow me to make the playoff, the Beastcocks to make the playoffs, take a shots to make the playoffs. Um, and those are the three who are kind of hoping. It's why that loss last week for me was so heartbreaking. Would have had me tied with him already. But um, not really too many games to look forward to next this week. The only other game I think worth talking about um, is me versus the cake stand, Sam, just because we have a tie for uh, second place with two eight and fours. And if he will, I mean, second place plays third place. So I guess it doesn't even matter. So we already know the cake stand Sam is playing Casey. So I guess it doesn't really even matter. So nothing, nothing this heat heated this week. It really comes down to the playoff picture. Um, and I think the, the, I think the playoff picture right now is I, I'm, I mean, as someone who's on the outside looking in right now, I feel really confident in the current playoff picture. I think that's the final four. What do yeah, you- it is pretty interesting. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did, uh, have a little thought of benching my entire team to keep, uh, charter out of the playoffs. Um, my vote. I, I just, my thing was auto drafting a team, making the playoffs is like, what's the point of even managing? He hasn't made many moves and he got lucky with, with Jonathan Taylor being the number one pick and Eckler, what Eckler's probably top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, other than that, he, I think he he made a trade for Gronk, who then sat out seven games. Um, So he, it was, it's an auto drafted team. It's essentially like playing the computer on Madden. Um, Yeah, that's one of my takes from our first uh, go round. Is just like it's not fair because you know the computer is smarter than Ryan. You know we're playing against Ryan, not the computer. So I wish he drafted because he'd probably be sitting down there next to Dirty Mike, and we'd have you know someone like the commission in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, but at the same, you know, the I mean, reason why I come out of the playoffs is keep this a, a league of integrity. Keep this, you know, everyone's fucking playing for something every single week. Make this a really awesome league, which it has been. No, but uh, you know, I can't. I can't bench my entire team to make sure Ryan doesn't make the playoffs, and then you know, probably end up losing to Dylan in the first round because I benched my team. So and also, yeah. you're you're a bit of a lollipop horse, so that's always enticing. Um, no and the one thing let's let's quickly break down what needs to happen for everyone to win so if dylan wins he isn't he controls his own destiny now it gets interesting between beast cox and take a shot so um actually no it doesn't the beast cox have zero percent chance of making the playoffs so they have to they have to score like 200 yeah so we can pretty much count them out so the 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 tiebreaker between me and take a shot is if beast cox beats take a shot and daytona haas daddies um, lose. I need to put up 50 more points than both those teams. Is it possible? Yes. Is it plausible? Most unlikely. So I think either we see Ryan or um, Dylan in the playoffs. I think that's just the look of it. I mean, I broke it down a little bit on Tuesday, but I mean, I, I think we are looking at the final four. Maybe Ryan jumps, but yeah. So any, any thoughts on anything standing wise or anything like that? Are we all set to move on? All right. So uh, I wants to say something about that in his take, so I don't want to get too much into it. No, exactly. Um, and we'll break – like I said, next week will be um, a little bit of a different pod where we do a lot more breaking down of other teams. Now, um, on to uh, odds. So I'm, I made a couple odds for the winner of fantasy football, um, and here's what they look like. And it's hard to do with you two here um, just because I'm assuming you would both take your own team when it comes to the odds. Um, but just, just listen. So I think Cormac has to be the favorite just on how he's played this season. Cormac is plus 250 at $100 to win 250 Sam is right behind him at plus 300 right? I think 
I have a bad feeling for Nooch in that matchup. That's all I'm going to say. A lot of AFC North games coming up for Lamar Jackson. The AFC North is really good at containing him, which means low points. A lot of def- I think a lot of defense is starting to figure out, blitz him a lot. Um, and I think, I think that's why Sam is a lot higher. <clears throat> Nucci would come in for me at plus 450, right, which means bet 100 to win 450. Um, and I think Nucci will be the underdog in both his first and the second round, so that's why he's a lot farther behind. The Daytona Haas daddies, I'm going to go fat odds. We're going plus 600. Um, actually, no, I'm going to rephrase that. We're going to go plus 700 because he's not even a guarantee to make playoffs. Um, and I think with all his injuries and how poorly his team's looking, th- those are just going to be his odds. He's tied with Ryan at plus 700. And then finally, the commissioner at plus 2,000. Just because the commissioner has 1% chance to make the playoffs. So we're playing the odds game. So, boys, who are we taking with those odds if you're not taking yourself? Remember, um, so betting for value, by the way. My, my, what honestly I think I would do is I'm a gambling wise, anyways. It's like I don't, a lot of times I'll bet teams at the end of the season because I have the best odds. But when it comes to the playoffs, I don't unless they have really good odds. Mm-hmm. So a team that I would actually bet for this would be Charter because I don't think he, he doesn't have the, the greatest receivers, but he has by having Jonathan Taylor and Eckler he has that potential for one of those guys to put up 30 or 40 points. And if, if he can do that, you know, every other week in the playoffs, that's going to set – because they're two-week matchups. If he, if he makes the playoffs and then the first week he puts up 140 because he gets, you know, 35 from Taylor and 25 from Eckler, mm-hmm. his team can afford to have a down week and still make it. So I would be putting my money on those odds at, what, plus 700, you said? Yeah. Yeah, he's tied with Dylan. See, I mean, even if he wins and Dylan wins, he's kind of he's he might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, if Dylan wins, he's in. So, Sam, you're, who who are you taking? You know, I think I'm probably I'm not going to take Dylan because I think you know Debo, big player. I don't even think he's playing this weekend, right? He had that MRI. Um, I'm going Nooch. I think he's just got some solid running backs, and I think you know when you get to the playoffs, you got to rely on your horses. Yeah, that's who I'd go. With. That is a value stick pick. Um, good pick. Um, and for me, I think – I hate to say it. I think I'm going to do a little bit of an interesting wager. I'm going to place 100 on Cormac, and I'm going to place 100 on Sam because those are my favorites. And if I get my Super Bowl, I think, of Sam and Cormac, I'm guaranteed a profit, right? We don't bet harder. We bet smarter, right? And some of us don't – me a lot of the time but um yeah that's my mm-hmm. take. but if we're looking at the odds i think i agree i think nooch is one to look out for he does have the running backs um exactly so on to our three-point stance um so my first take on my three-point stance is gonna be that i made i brought up last week there must be a um in-person owners meeting before before like april or before the, either in the spring or the winter Right. And you, you might have heard my Mohegan Sun take. I don't know if that's the greatest take because we probably be bored of shit other than the gambling there and either lose a lot of money or make a lot of money and have the time of our lives. Um, but I think there needs to be an in-person either winter or spring meeting for the owners just so we can get all the nonsense that we talk about um, out. Right. Where we can just come up with the rules, vote on them, and we don't have to worry about someone missing the meeting if it's in person. Right. Because if we have it in person, Ryan's not going to go to the Red Sox game. Maybe he will. And I mean, we have to aim it when the when the he, he can't have boots on the ground at some stupid sporting event when we're meeting. Right. That's my take. Right. So I want an in-person fantasy owners meeting. If you cannot, we'll, we'll schedule it early. We'll make sure it's like quasi where you, everyone has it on their dates where you have to go. Um, and this is kind of a commissioner, little rant right now. But we need this in-person meeting. We need to set some standards. I, I need to stop being such a liberal cuck. Right. Let's be honest. You made a good U-turn in the middle of the season. You know, you were going yeah. left, but the boys brought you back. Yeah. So I, I just want to have this meeting so we can have rules. Um, so when it gets into the middle of the season, we're like, what should we do with this person who missed the draft, who missed the owner's meeting, blah, blah, blah. What, what, what do we do with late payments? Like how we handle all of that. Just make like, maybe we even will make like a declaration of independence for the league. Who knows? Constitution. We ten, need ten, ten commandments of the uh, go Saint to idiots. Football right. league. Who, who wants to give me their next, next stance? I'll go. 
So uh, my, my first stance is um, no girlfriends in the profile pictures. We lost a man today, Pete Mutevilis. Um, He joins, I think, two others. Dirty yeah. Mike, he's a lover boy. So, you know, he can do whatever he wants. And then Dylan, he's married. So, you know, he's kind of have to, I guess. But uh, <laughs> Pete, Pete doesn't. Pete's got choices, you know. Not, so my stance is no girlfriends in the profile pictures. I think next person to go down is probably Carzo. Um, even, even, you know, I said it out loud, so probably that will probably the, uh, the engagement pictures that will be coming up soon for him. Yeah. That might be a profile picture, you um, know? Yeah. And then maybe charter, I guess he's, you know, oh, I don't know how long he's been doing so this, girl, but he's already doing the holidays. He's a, he's a big social media guy. So he might be there pretty soon too. Charter posts so much that you already know he has a girlfriend. Yeah. I'm just saying in the profile picture, like have some respect, Pete, come yeah. on. No, I agree. Um, Cormac, give me a take. Um, I talked about it the other day in the group chat, but I think marathons are so unimpressive and the amount of coverage in big deal people make out of it is insane. Like you, you can, like you have like 70 year old people finishing them and then they act like it's a huge, it's yeah, it's impressive for a 70 year old to do it. But if you're a 25 year old, who's in relatively decent shape and you can go run for three, four hours. All right. Nice. Congratulations. Way to go. Get it out of my face. It's not that cool. Great take. Um, I agree. A lot of people run marathons. So it's like, you know, right. Yeah. It's not Iron, that's fucking cool. You ran a marathon, you swam like eight miles and then you biked 200 back to back. That's fucking cool. Marathon. You got like 12,000 people running at the same time. No, I, I, I kind of agree with that take. Um, so I'm going to go outside the league. And my take is that championship Saturday might be the best. Or actually, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a stance. I got to make it. Championship Saturday is the best day of football of the year. Right. I think when you go from Big 12 at noon, you know, you're getting out after that crazy Friday night. Maybe you stayed in. You did a little activity early Saturday morning. Start your day with the 12 p.m. Um, arguably big 12, one of the best conferences in the country, uh, game. Then you go to Georgia, Bama at three 30 with, uh, Houston and the AAC at 4 PM. And then you just get to eight o'clock where it's the big 10, the ACC and the PAC 12. Right. And it's, it's, I think it's the perfect amount where you don't need to watch more than, um, two games at once. You can kind of enjoy, you can go to a bar. You don't need to feel like you need to go somewhere where you have all the TVs at once. I just think it's the best Saturday. I think it's the best football day of the year. I'm not college football. I don't think anything beats wild card Sunday personally um, or division divisional round and wild card are one of the best, some of the best days of the year, but for college football, I think the best day is championship Saturday. I kind of disagree a little bit there. I think rivalry weekend this past weekend, that's the best can't beat the iron bowl. Now, you know, you got, the, you got the big game between Michigan and Ohio state, you got the egg bowl, you know, legend, you and I like the egg bowl. So there's a lot money. going on there. Made some money on the egg bowl. Free money there, guys. Um, and you know what? I, I think I kind of think you're right. I think the reason I like this week so much is it's the stupidest college football playoff week where you wake up on noon at, at noon on Sunday is the college football playoff announcements. Um, so I think combining those two things, I mean, that the rivalry week is also up there. I think this week, uh, the problem I had with rivalry week this year was there was only one really big anticipated game. Obviously, Auburn, Alabama was super sweet. Um, but that when you only have one game that is like a playoff defining game, I think there are four playoff defining games this weekend. Um, so yeah, someone hit me with a stance. All right. My stance is that we need to commit to this year and years moving forward to a loser punishment. Ooh. You know, I think that's gotta be, you know, set in stone. I think it's a little too late to make, you know, and listen, the, the bottom standing is pretty tight. You got a couple guys sitting at with four wins, a guy with three wins, a couple guys with five. So, you know, things can shake up in, in the lower bracket in playoffs. Not a big deal. Me and Cormac will be in the, uh, the penthouse, but um, uh, I think there's got to be a punishment. And again, it's a little too late to be like, Hey, eat 24 pancakes in a waffle house and just sit there all day. Like that's a little aggressive, but yeah. Dude, make someone dress up as a girl. Go to the bar with all the guys. Put a fucking banana suit on. Like, let's do something funny. Get it get it going. Lock it in. Commit to yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. And, and give us a reason to get all the boys together in the winter. Like, yeah. we have Quasi to get us together at the mm -hmm. end of the summer. Hopefully, we can have this owner's meeting, owner's retreat, whatever you want to call it in the spring. 
And if we could do something like that, have that punishment take place in the winter, like, you know, January, February, sometime around then, Mm -hmm. get all the boys together, have the loser punishment. Love it. But I also think it should be the ultimate loser, not the loser at the end of the regular season, the loser at the end of the playoffs. That way the league doesn't hit like a big lull when you just have those four teams for the last four weeks in the playoffs, like make it so make it. So the losers bracket actually means something. I agree. Keep people fighting at the top and then fighting at the bottom, you know, keeps it going a couple more weeks. Cormac got a take. Um, yeah. Uh, little, little hot take. I think there's going to be a new owner in the league next year. Does that mean yeah. someone's leaving? I, 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 I got a feeling that one, that one person will be leaving and we'll get one new person in. Not okay. just a new person in as a, as a dual ownership. There, there's potential for that. But I think we're going to be down a man. I think someone's going to hop out. Do you, do you have an or idea? The, or they're going to be removed. Or they're going to be removed. Oh, shit. But I think we're going to have a new – I think there's going to be a new team name. Wow. Damn, that's kind of sad. You just like someone's about that's to get murdered. Exciting. I don't really know how to react to that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it just made things freak dark. Sorry. Interesting, different. Um, I mean, that's a hot. Well, I mean, you think about it. Since what we started this in 2015, I came in in the second year. I took over for for Shacken's team when he left. Thank you. And best day ever. Haas popped out for for a season. He's back in his dual ownership, so that got Chris in. Mm-hmm. So what we've been. This is year six, I think. Yeah. 2015 was year one. Right, uh, uh, Beard was in it too. He's out. So what we're at three or four new owners since 2015. Change can be good, but sometimes it can be sad. No, um, and I just want to give myself one more take. Um, my new take is that I am a sheep. I got the booster shot. Um, <laughs> I, I, as I was, as I was standing in line to get my booster, all I was thinking is, you goddamn sheep. Or well, what's the term for one sheep? A sheep? A chef? Yeah. Shop, <laughs> you know, maybe a question back to you there, legend commish. Does that mean Casey's not going to concern himself with your opinions anymore? How come? Because I'm a sheep. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, don't self-pro- self-proclaimed lion. Casey's too focused on waking up in the morning and cranking one out. So he's got bigger <laughs> things to worry about. Well, we're we're going to get to that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> let's just get to the good stuff now. So um, right right off the bat. Since it's Thanksgiving week and we just hit Thanksgiving, um, our first little discussion is going to be things we are thankful for. Um, so the first thing I'm thankful for is the Fantasy Football League. Um, although it has been stressful to be the commissioner, you know, a job that's kept me quite busy this fall outside of commissioning, um, I'm very thankful for the league. Something I look forward to. It gives me a reason to do absolutely nothing on Sunday and just look at my phone all day. Um, also, a great way to stay in contact with the boys. Just thankful for this league. Let's go one at a time. Do a Cormac, you, you up? Cormac might be checking notes. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. I was just looking. At, I'm going on my phone because I'm a peasant and I don't have a computer. Um, but so I was just looking at uh, – I want to say one thing I'm thankful for is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Um, many reasons, obviously, the multiple championships he brought to the Patriots and all of the horror he brought to Buffalo. Um, but – uh, I also drafted him, I think, in the eighth or ninth round, and he's currently the fourth overall quarterback. So not only am I thankful for what he's done for the Patriots and the entire National Football League, um, but I'm also thankful for what he has done for the Learners Football Team, now, bringing him the fir- first overall at the end of the regular season. One thing I want to mention before we get to him, one thing that's been interesting about fantasy football this year, while well, we kind of change gears, I think the quarterback position has sucked this year because I don't think there's been one consistent, steady quarterback who's going for 20 every week. Like, I know Hurts, obviously, this week went for six. He's the second-best quarterback. Brady has had a couple weeks he doesn't throw TDs. Rodgers has had, like, between the COVID stuff and some weeks he doesn't throw TDs. Josh Allen has had some real stinkers. Lamar Jackson has had some real stinkers. Um, Real weird year for the quarterbacks, just my take. So Sam, that's, that's your fourth take, by the way, and we're only supposed to prepare two. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. All right. Like Getting us back on track. Getting us back on track. I'm thankful for a couple things. Ooh. Obviously, the group chat number one. Love it. Live for it. 
Not as much as Casey and some of the other guys, but I love it. Second thing, Tom Thibodeau. Thankful for him. Bring a little fire back to Madison Square Garden. Third thing, EZ Cater. Keeping my boy Charter off the streets. Keeping him money in his pocket. Uh, I couldn't take another year watching him just drink every day. So those are three things I'm thankful for. Oh, true. But, you know, a little bit more behind this. In an office. In an office. Those are my three. Um, I'll go back to one of mine. You know what? When I heard Tom Brady, I'm going to think of – I'm thankful for Mac Jones um, and also the rest of the NFL for letting the Patriots draft him at 15 or 16. 15, correct? Because um, you know, right, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning. It was awesome. Like last year, Bills fans thought they had gotten rid of the big, scary, scary, uh, scary Grim Reaper who was killing their team every year. They were celebrating. They were like, the Pats are dead. Now look who's in first place, the AFC East, Right. And you know what? The quarterback's 22 years old. So you know what? The Pats are probably going to be good for another 15 years. And, I mean, the other great thing about Mac Jones is Dylan hates him, right? Like, Dylan doesn't even think he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, right? So it gives, it gives us something to chat about in the group chat. Makes me happy as a Patriots fan, even though I'm not a real Patriots fan. I'll call myself out for that. I'm kind of a not fake Patriots fan. I just like betting on football. It's my, number. my, my biggest fan in the NFL is the sports. The bookie. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's my favorite team is the sports book. Um, but I think it just makes the group chat interesting, makes it cool that the Pats are good, uh, really pisses off the Buffalo guys. And I'm just thankful for Mac Jones <laughs> because it gives us a couple more years to ruin some people's seasons, right? And, and who I'm thankful for. I just love keeping the bills down. Uh, that's what I love. You know, just miserable up in that miserable city. So just, the Rust Belt, the Rust Belt. Rust We're just going to give those those Rust Belt dwellers another player to hate for the next twenty years. Um, but yeah, I know we want to have a couple more things we want to get to, and Sam's popping off soon. Quickly, uh, also what I'm thankful for. Um, Sam kind of covered it with the group chat, but yeah, my boys, love my boys. Wicked thankful for you guys. Um, I'm also thankful for. Um, the majority of us are all healthy. I'm, you know, healthy. The family's healthy. Um, I'm unvaxxed and healthy, um, unlike the rest of you sheep. But um, wow. I don't know. Me and Mike are still going strong. But you know, gotta gotta be happy that that uh, for my for thankful for my boys and thankful for uh, you know being healthy. Mm-hmm. Don't don't take it for granted. Sad. Um, Sam, did you hit your three? Or you got any other thankful things, or should we just? I mean, I got. I did, I did my three. Yeah, you, I think I'm um, like the next segment. Yeah, I, I think the thing I'm thankful for my last my last I'm thankful for um, is I am thankful for playing uh, football in college um, and not for the alpha meathead like not because you know got some achievements got some girls to text me because of it uh, I'm I'm happy about it because if I had not played football in college I don't think I'd go to St Lawrence. Right. I don't think that I don't accept the fact that I won't get into any NESCACs. Right. None of those schools will let me in, but you know who will? SLU. And you know what happens? Meet the best friends of my life. Right. So it's a little mix of I'm really thankful for um, playing college football in the sense of not because I'm like, it made me the biggest beast on campus, made me the king of Dana, made me own the chocolate milk station, made me best friends with the um, chicken lady, made me walk around uh, the athletic center like I own the place, made me tuck my um, sweatpants into my socks. It made me. <laughs> It made chicks look at me when I walk into the training room like I was about to kill somebody. Uh, it made me be able to wear beats around campus and not feel like I'm like getting judged. It made me it made me feel like an alpha, as you could tell. Um, but it made me meet my best friends, right? And I don't think I meet this group without college football. So, and it made me a beast. Um, but yeah, nice king, right. king of Dana, king of Dana. Dana, the only king that never visited the uh, the utensil section. <laughs> well. I mean, when we get to our favorite Thanksgiving foods, you'll see why some of mine are my favorite. Um, Good segue. Cor- all right. So, Cormac, do you have anything else you're thankful for? We should just hit it. No, no, no. You guys covered it so all. My favorite Thanksgiving food. This is a crazy one. I mean, I'm taking a total curveball here. The Thanksgiving day after sandwich, right? Because you can eat it with your hands and nobody's fucking judging you. Right? That, is, that is a cheap answer. That's like everything put into one. Okay. Well, then, I mean, I thought it was a great – so, I mean, if we're just going to start there, um, I think my favorite is I've slowly become a very, very big um, turkey guy, right? I know we talked about being overrated on the last pod, but I just think there's something like, I don't think it's the eating the turkey. I think it's the whole, everything that goes into it, 
right? You put it in the oven for four hours or even more, depending on the size of it. Um, you have to let it sit. You have to carve it. You make its own gravy, especially if you're making gravy out of the turkey fat. I think it's one of those things. It's kind of like um, it's it, you, you earn it, right? The harder you work on it, the better it's going to be. And I think as a man of accountability and educator um, and a leader of youth, I think that's one of those things that it's a great life lesson to make turkey. So I'm going to go turkey with one of my favorite foods. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say turkey's overrated. I'm definitely not going to say it's the best thing, but the entire Thanksgiving meal kind of revolves around turkey. Like, I remember growing up, like breaking the wishbone with my brother yeah. and like, that's like, that is Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's an un- unbelievable holiday, but my favorite food on Thanksgiving, it's kind of a dangerous one because if it's done wrong, it's not good, but stuffing. Mm-hmm. I love me some stuffing. If stuffing is done correctly, it is, Incredible. I think the best, the best, best part of Thanksgiving. Like it's a little crunch to it, a little crisp to some nice stuffing. Unbelievable. And then second is the fake canned cranberry sauce. Ooh, yep. Give me, give me the lines from the can in the cranberry sauce. Give me all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Totally stole my thunder because those were my two, but not just any <laughs> stuffing. I don't know in your guys' house how they do it, but we do two stuffings. We do a pan stuffing and then we do a bird stuffing. Mm-hmm. I think the bird stuffing is light years better. Yep. And I think to make it just taste like absolute crack, you just sprinkle some uh, fake ass cranberry uh, jam on it or whatever it's called. Oh man, I could eat that every day. There you go. Um, yeah. so, Can't wait till next Thanksgiving. <clears throat> yeah, getting pumped for it already. Oh, best holiday. Now, I will say, I don't think the Andersons for some 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 bird stuffing. Ooh. I don't think the, be- the only <laughs> stuffing we do. My favorite. Oh my god, I can't wait to stuff something later. Um. Um, Colin. Um, but I think I, I got to say, I don't think Thanksgiving is my favorite tasting food. I think my favorite tasting food has got to be pie. Um, it's just of the variance of it, but I think just the importance of Turkey, it's like the quarterback position. It might not be the best position on your team, but if you have a really bad quarterback, your thanks, your football team's going to suck. If you have a really bad Turkey, your Thanksgiving's going to suck. Similar that was, that was really good, Chris. That was a good analogy. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that. That's kind of perfect. Yeah, Leaving the youth up there in Boston. Yeah. Now, the least favorite. Now, this might be a hot take, um, but I think my least favorite Thanksgiving food is mashed potatoes. Right? And the reason I say that is because of I – I mean – What the fuck? It's, it's, you just uh, have a least favorite. All- all credibility with everything you've said today. You were this window. pod has gone to shit after that. Stage. All right. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be stuffing. It's not going to be turkey. It's not going to be cranberry sauce. It's not going to be mac and cheese, for my opinion, because I like putting mac and cheese on my turkey. It adds a little cheese to it. Um, and it's the only thing left is like mashed potatoes for me. I mean, also, I think it's because my. Julia, earmuffs, you made terrible um, mashed potatoes this year. <laughs> I just didn't have a good experience with them. Did your girlfriend listen to this? Uh, she has. <laughs> That's this is, we'll, we'll make this one the episode that she – what's the episode title going to be? Julia, don't listen. Significant others don't listen. <laughs> episode 10, Julia, you can't listen. Um, no, but it's one that – I mean, it's so – fuck. I, I think the thing I'm running into now is I don't think I have a least favorite food. I do. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've never had yeah. green bean casserole. I've never had. I, I actually never mind. My mom got creamed onions and peas, and that fucking sucked. So that's my oh. new pick. I, but that's not like a Thanksgiving food, in my opinion. Like that's just some random shit my mom bought. There, there's always one of those where you get like a, some sort of side that's green. We do green beans. I actually like them. Um, my hot take on Thanksgiving, or my least favorite, is salad. Just not enough room on the plate, not yeah. good enough, doesn't really meet the expectations of everything else. So um, I'm going to yeet salad on Thanksgiving. I, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know about you guys, but so every – we switch off sides of the family every year. So one year's with my mom's side, one year's with my dad's side for Thanksgiving. 
no matter what side is we go to, somebody makes some sort of squash something. And I think squash is terrible. It's awful. It's got terrible consistency. It doesn't taste good. And there's so many different varieties of squash that they make. And it's, I don't, I don't even want to touch the plate when it goes around. Yeah. My mom will walk over. Oh, do you want some of this squash? Nope. Nope. Don't know. I've said no the last 26 years of my life. What would make you think I wanted on the 27th year? Just hey, get mom. It out. hey, mom, get stick it, it on the I'm kids' ha- table. When I'm having Thanksgiving at my house in like 20 years or whatever. If someone walks in the door with any sort of squash dish, they're leaving. No squash in my house. I agree. Um, I think I got to – I think mashed potatoes. I, I, that, let's, let me rephrase it. I'm going with um, uh, creamed onions and peas as my new answer. As I said, um, I just didn't enjoy my mashed potatoes this year. No offense. Um, Don't that, backtrack. Don't backtrack because your girlfriend might listen. You're right. Discussing <laughs> Alex Instagram stories is our next topic. Um, so all I'm going to say is ever since Alec and his gentleman friends um, got IJs or cappuccinos or something he got at a cafe, I think his team's one and six. Now, is there a correlation between the people he's hanging out with and his team's performance? Touchy subject. Um, I think Deech is letting his freak flag fly up there in Rochester. Um, I'm, as I sit here and look at some standings, you know, he didn't have that good of a year last year, so I don't really want to blame it on that. Uh, third place the year before was in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't think so. Um, I think he just spends too much time. Like, I don't think I, I didn't make one trade this year. I think that's what kills him, not the uh, the whack ass business school friends. Mm. No offense, I don't know, and they could be cool, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, very well could be that he is in business school, and it's like probably pretty rigorous. They don't just like hand those things out like candy. So he's probably got to do school and stuff, and I'm sure that takes up a lot of his time. But it is awesome just to compare or correlate his team's downfall with his new business school friends. So I'm going to, I'm going to side with that one. Right. I mean, it's nothing again. I mean, obviously, as I said, in my last pod, he's probably putting himself in the position to be arguably the most successful of anyone, any of us, but it's like, I mean, ever since that photo, it's been an interesting. And then he had a new photo two weeks ago where he was with this motley crew that looked like they were about to throw the ball off the backboard and dunk the ball. Like, like what, what was going on there? He's cultured. He is. That's right. And I mean, diverse. I'll tell you what threw me for a little loop was like the whole, Hey, take a little acid and go rock out at a gay bar. I mean, I've had, I've done, I mean, done something similar with these before and we had a ton of fun. So I'm not saying he's wrong. Um, but that was just like, okay, there you go. Listen, let your freak flag fly, bro. No, but um, sometimes I can't tell with him if he's just like, joking to try and play that like freak flag card or if he's actually that serious and i i don't know he's he's got us all by the balls when he does that what is he actually gonna do is he i wouldn't put it past him to do it he's, he's a master of the mind he's, he's screwing with us no exactly um no and, and all we love him so much obviously but it's one of those things where i don't know every, you just been kind of MIA in the group, really busy. Is this a, is this because you're you're feeling a little uh, replaced? Are we feeling replaced? Is this why it's such a hot topic? Because he's got new school friends. I got. I guess. I. You know what? I think so. You know, when I had my first pod interview with him, it felt like we were biffles. I've gotten a text from him since. Huh. Right. One of those, one of those moments. You're right. Um, now maybe it's because of all the negative things that you're saying about him on the pod. He doesn't want to talk to you. But I'm saying it to his face. I'm his friend. Accountability, right? I will read a great Bill Parcells quote right now, right? Confrontation. Actually, let me get the exact quote. It's on my phone. I retweeted it. Don't worry. I care. I'm a football guy on Twitter. I think confrontation is healthy because it clears the air very quickly, right? I'm just, I'm not making confrontation. I'm just saying I'd rather have someone tell me how they feel, right? That's one reason, you know, back in the day when I was in Doty Hall, 
although I was terrified, confrontation made me better. That's all I'm going to comment. Um, now, to the real story. Jerking Casey. So do we think Casey has a problem? I, I, didn't, know that, I didn't know that people did that. I didn't know that that was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say that I've never done it. Like I've probably done it, you know. I could probably count it on one or two hands how many times I've done it before work. But if it's every day, that is banana land. Right when you wake up. Like, how are you that horned up? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know. Like, is he just spraying him in the toilet before he gets in the shower? Is he, like, making a station and getting after it, like, in the bedroom? Like, it's that's a lot. Like, I barely can brush <laughs> my teeth. Own, I can barely brush my teeth in the morning. Down. I'm so asleep. Now, do we think he's a lotion guy? Absolutely. He's Italian. Because that, that thing would have so much dry skin. I was going to say, you can't fucking rip that thing every day, 365 days a year in the morning. before. That's He's got to be a couple twice. If you're going in the morning and then you're getting home from work at like five or six, you know, he's got another five hours before he's going to bed. He's, Dude, good. And he's got bear claws. Imagine those bear claws down there every day. Like my fucking thing would run away. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to set? Do we want to get him help? Say that again. Should we get him help? Oh. Another hand. Is there? <laughs> or should we just have Colin? Colin sleep with him. Should we just have Colin go up there with an ice pack and uh, ice <laughs> him down a little bit. Give that. Give that little Pete a break. Exactly. Um, maybe no. maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe Casey just needs to jerk off something else other than himself, and then he can get gets him up. <laughs> I think you're right. It's kind of like people who smoke just to have the smoke come out. There's like, yeah. Yeah. Like the the visual. Yeah, exactly. The, the the thrust of the thrust of the hand. And I mean, maybe motion. Yeah. Maybe it's the reason he's always going to be a little more. Um, Now, I don't think we need to talk much more about that. Um, And as we we get better, Casey, feel bad for your little Pete. As we go, as we continue moving along um, into our, because Sam's going to go in a couple minutes. We got we got lives to live. Cormac, I hope will be joining me at war tonight on Call of Duty. Um, all right, all right. That doesn't okay. That makes me feel good about myself. Um, I said I hell, like, dude. I can't wait to finally play with you. But I got him. All right. I said hell right. Oh, okay, hell right. Yeah, we got to go kill some kill some people. Um, uh, well, we look at our friend group. The one thing I think we need to mention is we are stronger than ever. Right, we're holding each other accountable. We're there for each other. We're loving. We're caring. And I think right now we are at some of the strongest points of our friend group. Right? Some thoughts. Right? Never never felt better about this friend group. Finally, um, predicting college football conference championships. So I guess we'll do this. Is who do you think your final four is going to be in the playoffs? Who gets left out? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go first. So I, I think Bama beats Georgia. I, I have a hunch that Bama has kind of been sleeper game. I've been kind of looking ahead. Um, I, I, their O-line has freaked me out, but I, I just think we're going to get a Bama. I think Bama's going to beat them. I just think that's – All right, but if, but if Bama beats Georgia, does that change three and four? Like, do you just, do you I, just I, have – I don't think they would do a Bama. I think Georgia stays one if Bama beats them. Which is weird to say, but or maybe Bama goes to one, and I I just think the way the SEC I think it's going to go one or two ways in that game. If it's close, Bama wins, or Georgia is going to blow them the hell out. I I don't think it's going to be like a, a like a medium like a close game with a little blowout finish at the end. I think it's going to be either be really tight, come back down to the last possession, or Georgia just blows the doors off. Um, so I'll go my number one. I'm going to keep Georgia. My number two will be Bama. I think Michigan wins. Um, they're going to end up being number three because Bama will jump them with the win over Georgia. I think actually Bama has to go to number one because they have the head-to-head over Georgia. So go Bama one, Georgia two, Michigan three, and my hot take, Oklahoma – actually, I think Oklahoma State's going to get beaten by Baylor. Um, we'll go for Cincinnati. I think they want to give Cincinnati – get Cincinnati in. I, um, I'll go – I kind of – yeah, I agree. Um 
I definitely think Alabama wins. I think you got to put Cincinnati because they're playing Houston, right? So they're going to win. Um, I think someone who can make a little bit of noise is Iowa beating Michigan and Michigan could fall out. I could see that happening and kind of ruffling some feathers, giving someone like a Notre Dame a shot at it um, or like Oklahoma state, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting, mm-hmm. but I agree. Alabama wins. I think Cincinnati wins. Those two are locks for me. And then I think how like um, how uh, Michigan plays out, it's going to be interesting. I kind of disagree with you guys. I think not from the, you know, I think it's going to be Georgia, Bama. Like I, well, if, if Bama loses to Georgia, if they get blown out by Georgia, is Bama out of the playoffs? Yeah, two losses. I think that Bama. they're doing – I think they want Cincinnati out so badly. So many, like years, so many years in the past, especially the last, like, five years. No, what if – I think it, what if OK State wins? Does OK State jump to four? Also, yeah. Houston's not a bad OK football State team. Houston has, yeah, that's another Houston time. has a chance. I think OK State can come in as the four. If OK State wins, they might be the four team. And then my if, but the only thing is if this, if Bama wins, I think it's you Bama one, Georgia, uh, Michigan two, two or three, Georgia two or three. And then if OK State wins, I think they push OK State into four. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a pretty good chance that OK I State think Baylor beats OK State, though. That's my take. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, so I think that CFP just hates having those uh, non-power like, conference teams. Yeah, like the eight ten, whatever they are. No, no. Um, anything else, guys? I know we got to all kind of get going, but great pod, awesome to get the three way back. Nice fifty minute little little shindig, and uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little surprise, but I don't think we had any announcements on it. So this will be pretty good. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully I, I love this quiet. trio. I think all future pods, it's not every episode, but whenever either Sam or I are on, we should got to keep this three-way together. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want I don't want to have a three-way with anybody else. I don't <laughs> care how blonde and big asses and titties they got. Mm. I like these two right here looking at me. Let's go. All right. Well, boys, thank you so much for joining. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for, for putting it together. You're welcome. Mish, Mish, hell of a second half of the season, buddy. Keep it up. Yeah, way to, way to step it up. Absolutely. Way to take that criticism and fucking and do something with it. Accountability. Accountability, baby. Hey, like Bill Parcells dumb does. Nothing happens when you don't air anything out, right? Needs to come to the surface. And um, thank you guys for listening. And great job, boys. Signing off. Thanks, man. Later, guys. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Adios.